Hello everyone, welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net with more computer problems than the entire running season of the IT crowd. I'm Eric Marner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. And I'm going to do my best not to talk about computer problems or else I'll be just random, raging pissed off this entire episode. <laughs> uh, so um, without further ado, because we're starting late, let's dive right into the roulette. Last week we had Pressure versus The Beast of Exmoor, maybe? Um... Uh, I'll go first. Okay. You, I feel like I always make you go first. Uh, pressure. This is an underwater movie that I was sort of excited because it's an underwater movie and it has a good cast and eh, oh. not so much. Well, the only, you know, when you get into these kinds of movies with, um, I, what do you want to call them, disaster movies or trauma or danger or what they're trapped, will they ever escape or, you know, whatever. It's two kinds of movies. It's either the abyss type and it's kind of an adventure or it's, oh, I can't even think of a, another comparison for the other kind, but it's the kind where I, I always think of like weepy, moany, whining, and it's just people trapped in a one place and arguing for most of the runtime. Should we do this? Should we do that? And then they go do a couple of exciting things, but, you know, you everybody's kind of whining and moaning, and I understand you're in a life-and-death situation, but I don't know. I, it didn't really work for me, and I, maybe it would for you, but I didn't really care for it. Give that one kind of... I, I mean, I, I'm not, I didn't hate it, but I'm going to give it, like, maybe five. You're just very middle-of-the-road, because the acting was fine, but uh, you know how these underwater things oh, go. Oh, yes, I do, yes. Right. Yep. Well, the abyss, it is not. Got unfortunately. it. Unfortunately, and even if you take all the alien stuff out of the abyss, it's still a great movie. And oh I, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I just sometimes they can do that with such great uh, gusto, and it works so well that this eh, I I was bored for most of it. Did you Did you ever watch Deep Star Six? Sean Cunningham's yes. uh, underwater yes. movie. That I liked. That was yes. Adventure. That was a good movie. Like, yeah. yeah, that was a good stuff. movie. Um. Nah, that's it. it. Okay. No, not no thanks. Uh, the Beast of Exmoor. Um, well, let me just say this: that I can promise you that your movie was award-winning compared to The Beast of Exmoor. <laughs> uh, this is literally a movie of a guy with a camera and a small crew, and here's a couple actors. Now let's. Go to the woods and make a movie. Where's the script? We don't. We don't really have one. We just just go. We'll, we'll make it up. It, it was terrible. Terrible. Camera work was good. I mean, the nice high def camera, of course. That's kind of my my only thing for these movies. Is well, it was a nice HD camera picture quality. Although most of it was shot at night, so you couldn't see what was going on. But a couple are hunting a. A panther in the the moors, and there's maybe a slasher in the woods, but there there is nothing going on in this movie. It is just a rambling mishmash of scenes that some dude shot that he put together and made a movie out of it. Um, it was terrible. It was, and I sat through the entire thing. <laughs> but on, on, but. Uh, but having said that, I did watch two other uh, two other ones from the roulette that were better. Well, each one get, got better, so there's that. Okay, I'm sure we'll get into that in our 
the October Horrorathon Part yep. Two, probably. Yes, we will. I'm I'm good to know that because I thought about throwing them back at you again this week, but I was like, I'll oh, bet he watched mm-hmm. a couple of those, so I'll just wait. Yep. Okay. Uh, let, let's keep on hustling because I got stuff I'd rather talk about than this garbage. Um, yes, same here. Next up, you said you wanted to do a uh, horror themed because we're in horror in October, and so here that's we go. what we're doing. And then you tossed me some horrible horrible looking garbage um the undying teenagers barricade untapped teenagers uh white rabbit teenagers nope 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 Uh, a girl walks home alone at night got some good reviews and looks intriguing um but i went out on a bit of a limb and took anti-social oh wow oh that actually looks like a movie and not teen oh my bad let me rephrase the first three. The Undying, Teenagers and Ghosts, maybe. Barricade, Teenagers and Ghosts, maybe. White Rabbit, Teenagers and Ghosts, maybe? Uh, <laughs> it was like, veto, veto, veto. No thanks. That is, none of those look remotely good to me. I mean, you're seriously looking for a gem in that. Yep. Wait, you're, you're wading through the landfill right there, the yeah. sewage. <laughs> And I was like, no, thank you. Uh, uh, but antisocial looks like it has a, again, teenagers partying, and uh, a New Year's Eve and uh, some kind of end of the world thing is happening. And there was a girl with a bloody axe, and mm-hmm. I don't know if it's virus or zombies, but eighty some minutes, okay, you know, I'll I'll, I'll dive on that grenade. Um, and because of your list, I sent a few that I've passed your way several times i sent back to you so go ahead and tell us what you picked up oh yeah so baby blues again uh right hey that <laughs> horror news radio said gave that one a thumbs up they did well they they talked about it in a positive light there's one of these last few episodes they were like it wasn't as good as baby blues or something and i was like oh maybe, huh. maybe maybe that's something i don't know interesting okay uh <laughs> rights of spring out of the dark 1995 sadako and playback and playback is that the one with uh christian slater and yeah, yeah. no no you no, threw no. that one my way <laughs> yep right you back know, at you <laughs> yep any more christian slater is he's right there with nick cage in my book yeah, oh i i volleyed that turd right back over the net at you yeah let's go rights of spring um that could be a gem in the rough um uh, we'll see. Yeah, I was kind of surprised you hadn't seen. I figured if there was any that you had seen already, it would have been that one. Yeah, no. I well, mm. now granted, I there's a chance I may have, and I turned it off. Mm. Uh, but it it doesn't ring a bell to me. So, and if that is the case, then Out of the Dark would be my second pick. Okay. And it was funny as I was searching. You're like, let's do a horror theme. I'm like, all right. So I'm scrolling through horror Netflix pages upon pages upon pages and i'm like he's seen all this he's seen all this i know he's seen all this i, I guarantee he's seen this <laughs> i came across and per our conversation last episode i came across so many titles with dark in the title and dark was this and, uh-huh. and the night the night of the that and i was like maybe i should just put together a whole roulette of dark was the fill in the blank <laughs> hey yeah hey yeah but the only problem was four of those were also bad i wouldn't watch them and i try to not put stuff on your queue that i have no interest in at all so um you know what i mean because it's like if i think it looks horrible why am i giving it to you now now having said that the movies that i gave you those are in my queue oh i believe you okay i'm not i'm not (laughs) i'm not trudging through your trash yeah because i i actually went to see now barricade 
That's a W, not that this is a selling point, but that is a WWE movie. The only reason I bring that up is that means it's not utter, complete shit. It um, has the possibility of not being. Yeah, yeah. just because right. it's okay. Well, that obviously means they have some sort of a budget. Uh, there has been some good WWE movies, but, you know, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yep. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, well, movie. we are on a roll. Good. Yes. We whipped through that pr- pretty good time. So let's move into... Better stuff. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Part two of our October Horror-thon, where we try and hit 31 movies for the month, just like every single other horror nerds out there and movie freaks. Um, I feel like a lot more people are doing it this year for some reason. Uh, maybe it's just... No, you're, right. no, you're absolutely right. I've noticed okay. that on Facebook. Yeah, everybody's doing it. Like, day number 15, and I'm like, wow, okay. that's. I mean, that's cool, but... Uh, anyway, last week's score, uh, this was through October 7th, uh, I had five points, and you had six. Um, so we were a little behind, but that's all right. We we tend to have those spurts where we watch a few in a day then. And I have not caught all the way up, but I'm making a solid effort. I'm still within, within range of completing the mission. I will have... Uh, a new. We also said that if one we deem not horror, we'll take it off the list. Um, and I have a possible questionable rule proposition for you with my last uh, entry here. But we will wait to get to that, and you can uh, make the decision, and I'll make the proposal. Okay. Um, so we'll go from there. Uh, but, uh, first up, I'm, I'll go first because I'm not going to spend a lot of... Well, you probably have more than me, <laughs> so I should let you go first. Well, okay, I actually have a question, too. Um, okay. So I've been watching this um, this Black Mirror show on Netflix. Yeah. And those um, those like are right on that line of horror, but it's a little bit more Twilight Zone ish. So it's like, uh, do those come? Because I'm I, like on my when I document the movies that I watch, I'm actually including like every episode as its own entity because they're forty five minutes to an hour. They're one of them's even an hour and fifteen minutes. So I'm like. Do those count as a movie? I will count the series as a point. Okay. All right. Because that's... I've got Walking Dead coming up. And okay. I've, all I, right. The same with my reviews. I mean, you, it's fine to review them all separately, like Twilight Zone. Um, but when I review a series TV show in my, like for my actual uh, files, one season is one file. So I'll count it. that as one okay. point. Does that seem yeah, fair? Yeah, no, that okay. does seem fair. Yep. Uh, okay. Why don't you go first then? Okay. Um, I'm going to actually, I'm going to get this right out of the way. First things first, I'll talk about Goodnight Mommy, which I just got done watching at the Nightlight Theater in Akron. No, you're supposed to go in order, but that's okay. Go ahead. Oh shit, I am. <laughs> nah, see, I'm already. Uh, <laughs> remind me, did I talk about We Are Still Here last episode? Um, last episode you ended with a Christmas horror story. So I don't. Yeah. Okay. So I I I will start with. I'll go in order. Um, we are still here. That was the one that I really wanted to talk about, and you were like, "Nope, you gotta wait till next episode." So, I watched that for the second time. Actually, I well, got you hadn't the... finished it, right? Yeah. Well, I, well I watched it previously, like three, four okay. months ago, I and I picked up the Blu-ray. There was a, a sale, and Horror News Radio actually gave it a rave review. And I'm like, you know, I liked that movie, but not as much as they did. But I'm like. It's really, really cheap on Blu-ray, and you know what? I'm going to get it again because it is, in my opinion, a very loose remake of Lucio Fulci's House by the Cemetery, and I want to watch it again. 
and I watched it again, and I must say, definitely enjoyed it more the second time to the to to where it's like that is a that's a solid movie. Uh, Did you still feel like it's a remake of House by the Cemetery? Uh, I think that it's um, there are some major nods to House by the Cemetery, and there's some beats in this that that go along with that. But it, a flat out remake of it, no. But it's very much. I can tell there was some inspiration from that movie, and I think that's awesome. I, yeah. I love that. Um, very short running time, which is good. And in fact, I'm going to tie that in with Goodnight Mommy later on in the okay. whole runtime thing. But doesn't oversee its welcome. A couple move into a house. The house is haunted, and the town knows something that's going on, and it's nothing out of the ordinary, but it works. It's well shot. Some of the acting is a little bit low budget, but it works. Um, there's a lot of talent behind the camera, I can tell. Uh, the shots are great. Like, there's just some, the panning shots and the, it, it's slower paced, but, it, but you're never bored. And right when you're like, okay, let's go. And then it all hell breaks loose. And it's, that last half hour is kick ass. So cool. it gets a thumbs up. Definitely thumbs up. I would guess that that's going to pop up on Netflix. And oh, if so, I'll definitely give it a watch. If, if so, you should definitely check it out. Cool. Okay, first up for me is Monster Squad. Uh, this ah. was uh, has been said many a time before, and aptly so. This is a Goonies via the Universal Monsters. That's, that's exactly what it is to a T, and you know what? There ain't a damn thing wrong with that. Uh most shocking for me was that this is my first watch. Mm -hmm. uh, but most shocking for me was how did this miss my radar? Like, how did I never hear about this movie until like the last couple of years? It didn't do and, that good. I mean, it kind of is an underseen. Hell, it's it. Maybe it's just one of those things where once you hear about it, then all of a sudden it, you feel like you're hearing about it everywhere, and everybody's like, "Oh, it's a classic, like Ghostbusters." And in every theater showing it because now it's October and I'm like, what? Okay, okay. so I need to watch yeah. this thing. And you've given me mixed reviews on it. Like one time you'd be like, oh yeah, that's a kick-ass movie. And then the next time you're like, ah, that movie kind of sucks. And no, like, you're ab you're absolutely right. You're, I don't. Okay. For some reason that movie, I've watched it numerous times, and sometimes I'm like, yeah, and then other times I'm like, ah, it's cheesy. <laughs> uh, well, I give it. I definitely give it a thumbs up. I think I would probably give it a huge thumbs up if I had grown up with it but yeah. it still was a lot of fun and i could actually see myself watching that one with the kids before too long it's not horrible uh r-rated you know but no uh it was funny and good 80s throwback i guess that that they probably would feel detached from it because it's so 80s yes They'd be it like, is. why is the print on that stephen king rules t-shirt so weird and i'll be like well it was, that's the 80s they were pressed like that i don't know that's eh, odd you know eh, anyway yeah um so, Monster Squad, thumbs up from me. Okay, good. So, so far we're we're both thumbs up on our movies. Yes. And then we go with my next one. <laughs> um, and this is sad. I've watched this movie so many times. And, okay. Um, uh, Halloween Part 6. The Producer's Cut. Um, Halloween 6. This is, is um, this is the last of the... Uh, of the uh, Jamie, or is that uh, the girl in four and five? The little girl. Um, uh, I don't know. I haven't seen him in forever. I have the tins of one of them. Uh, yeah, you do. Yes, you do. Is it five? Is it Jamie Lloyd? Like, 
I don't know. I have yeah. no idea. Uh, but this one here, th the story behind this one here is it's it's also known as Halloween: The Curse of Michael Myers. That's the theatrical version. Okay. This is Halloween Six: The Producer's Cut, and uh, this movie is one of those that was it was taken from the director and totally changed. Uh, I mean, we're talking like the entire movie is different, mm -hmm. um, and rightly so. The theatrical version is a studio trying to save a complete train wreck. Complete train wreck. And the, the theatrical version, while not that great, is definitely watchable. Paul Rudd is in it. A very young Paul Rudd is in this. This is Donald Pleasant's last movie. Um, and I've grown to kind of enjoy part, part six for what it is. It is generic Halloween movie. The producer's cut, um, the only credit I will give this movie is that they tried to take the series in a completely different direction instead of it being a traditional slasher movie they really go all out with the druids and the rune stones and the <laughs> Sam Hain whatever mm -hmm. it, it so does not work at mm. all I, I hated this movie um, and even this has a cameo by the dude in Silent Night, Deadly Night, the guy that is uh, getting ready to bone uh, Lenny Quigley on the pool table, the yeah. blonde guy, he's in this. No and shirt he, jeans, man. Yes, him. And he is such an obnoxious prick. And I'm like, oh, I forgot how bad I hate you in this movie. And <laughs> oh. But it is broken. And I'm like, I feel bad for the studio. Like, this was a bad idea that did not work at mm. all. So, anyway, um, there you go. Okay. Uh, next for me is <clears throat> House by the Cemetery. Mm. Yes, you bet your ass I'm counting this. This is mm -hmm. a horror movie, and I watched it during our horror month. So, yeah. Uh, which we showed up at our first Four Nights of Fulci, which was uh, October 9th. And then October 10th, we did Zombie. Unfortunately, I ha could only stay for uh, half of it. I had to go because I was beyond tired. Ugh, late nights. Yep. But fun. So much fun. I was really bummed that, I mean, I, I got to watch, I got to finish watching Zombie now. I, I left before it was over and I've only seen it once and I want to watch it all again. I just, I, uh, it was a rough day. Three yeah. hours of sleep. Yep, I understand. Um, House by the Cemetery, though. I thought I had seen this one before, but after watching it, I was like, boy, I don't think I've seen this one before. And I'll tell you, I... Maybe, I don't know how much we've talked about it, but I really am seeing more and more how I view movies that have little kids in it since I have little kids now. And this one, I mean, it it's so funny. It it's a by the time it was over, I was like, this is a Fulci movie. You know, going in it at first, you you know, I'm I don't haven't watched all his movies a million times, so yeah. Uh, going in, you kind of forget, and the first half is slow and horrible acting and horrible dialogue and cheesy overdub and the kid is dork and the kid looks exactly like a uh four years older version of my youngest son so <laughs> yeah, i know like without a doubt and he's kind of a dumbass. Uh, the the kid in the movie mommy but, mommy you could just see my kid doing that it was so so i was kind of cracking up at the bad dubbing but then that kid's also in peril so i'm also like it kind of makes me more edgy. Then about the halfway mark, maybe a little further, <clears throat> shit starts getting real. And it gets 
kind of scary and kind of gory and uh, creepy. And but uh, there are so many moments in that movie where people do odd things, like uh, they're having a conversation, and she goes, she's talking to the babysitter, and she goes, "Oh, how was your day today?" And the babysitter just dead silence, dead-eyed stare at her, and then looks away. And you're like, okay, what did that mean? And then, <clears throat> you know, she tries to continue the conversation. Um, so how is uh, Bob, the boy? Again, no dialogue, dead-eyed stare, walks away. And everybody just goes on about their day, like it's no big deal. Where in the normal world, you'd be like, uh, what the hell is wrong with you? Why aren't you answering me? <laughs> so anyway, then a little past the halfway point, all hell starts breaking loose and it gets gory and it's really creepy. And uh, if you know the movie, you know what I'm talking about where it yeah. gets creepy. And there are some silly, illogical things that happen with that fight scene between the dad and you know who. Oh, and yeah. It's just like in slow motion, the entire thing. It's like, why is why is it like that? <clears throat> and then, uh, boy, I want to talk about the ending, but I don't want to give it away if you haven't seen it. Uh, great ending, but when it ends, literally right before the credits start to roll and you realize the scope of everything that's happened, you realize the entire movie is a nightmare. Yes. It's, it's a cinematic version of what it's like to have a dream and be in a nightmare where people do not respond normally. You do not have normal conversations. You ever try to talk to somebody in a dream? And you're like, hey, blah, 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 blah. And then they just kind of, uh, or turn and walk away. Yeah. And you're like, okay, whatever that meant. Spot you know, on, if, yep. If, oh, I if totally agree. If you look at it, and I, you don't realize it until it's over, and then the first half starts creeping you out. So I, you know, this may be the lesser of all of these movies. I give it a thumbs up, man. That was creepy. Oh, good. That creeped me out, you know, especially that end. Oh, and I know. And you realize why all the kids are crying. That yeah. They're all there. Oh. Oh, I know. And, and the thing is, is, is because this is Fulci's Gates of Hell trilogy, Beyond and City of the Living Dead are very much in line with that whole nightmare logic to where why are characters doing certain things and you just kind of roll with it and it works on that nightmare level of... But and I'm not sure if Fulci went... It until, you never yeah. realize it until the end. And yeah. then at the very end, you realize that this was all a nightmare. Yeah. And... Oh, oh yeah. it's just unsettling. And beyond, it works the best in Beyond, but yeah. it, it, it still with city and and cemetery, it is that same logic of, whoa, okay, that ah, oh, that's unsettling, and I that's what makes these so enjoyable. Not just the gore, but just that weird, almost David Lynch type. What? Okay, I kind of get almost everything, but not quite. And then the dream ends, and the credit rolls. You know, and it's, but roll. it is there in, even in the gore because at one point he stabs the guy and like black pus and maggots come out and in the theater you're like hey, okay whatever you're just trying to be gross in the context of a nightmare though that's the kind of thing that makes your skin crawl right off your skeleton yeah uh, <laughs> anyway so enough of that house by the cemetery awesome Zombie, awesome. I, I, even watching that, that was my second viewing. I only watched half of it. Well, okay, I guess now would be a good time to bring up what I was going to bring up for the last entry. Okay. Um, my last entry I watched half of and, and turned it off because I didn't like it. So it gets a no score from me, one of those kind of deals. But okay. it technically was a horror movie. So since I watched half of it, do I get half a point? Hmm. 
If you watch, I, I think so. Because yeah. I'm, I'm going to write a review file for it and say no score because I hear the problems with it and I turned it off. Yeah, I would say that that should count. What about zombie? Ooh. Well, you've seen zombie already, though. That's the problem. If you don't want to count zombie, I'll understand. Uh, do, you ha- do you own zombie? I don't think you do, do you? Uh, if I do, you gave it to me. It wasn't in the pile you gave me, was it, that DVD? No, I don't think so. No. I don't think I do. I, n- I need to. I just haven't got around to it. Yeah, because you left right before things. I mean, you. I was be... like, I have to stay until the island. I gotta see through the shark, and I got through the shark, and then I was like, I I gotta go. Yeah, yeah, because you missed the eyeball, and the, yeah. Oh, I missed a lot of good stuff. That's uh, fine. I I wasn't even gonna write a review for Zombie anyway. So, okay. Um, we'll just skip that one. We'll, okay. we'll we'll get around. We'll see what we think of my review for the last one. Then you can decide if it's worth a half a point. Okay. But that one will be getting a review file, whereas Zombie will not. Okay, okay. so that is House by the Cemetery. Back okay. to you, sir. Uh, next up for me is a movie from the 1970s, I think 1977, called Burnt Offerings, starring Karen Black and Oliver Reed, two very good actors, uh, both of which are not with us anymore, but both have uh, a long list of really good movies. And I was expecting more, but that's just one of those things. I mean, the 70s... Haunted House, good actors, uh, I'm in. But it's it's basically a pale version of Amityville Horror. It really is. It's too long. Far, far too long. Um, and I like slow... I'm, I'm cool with slow pace, methodical, but this one here is like, oh, come on, let's go. It's another one of those dramas with a couple horror beats in it, and it just didn't work for me it i gave it two stars uh so you hadn't seen this one before i had never seen this one before mm-hmm. and i was hoping for an, a 70s gem and seriously if you've seen the amityville horror and you like it stick with that because you don't need to watch burnt offerings it's similar but not as good the, the, karen black is good oliver reed is good uh even the boy and the boy i i didn't do my research i should have the boy looks like the uh, oldest kid in uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I cannot mm. imagine it's not the same kid. Uh, he even does... Everybody does good in the movie. It's just so slow-paced. Every now and then there's a really good, creepy scene, and it's basically the house doesn't want them to leave. And for whatever reason, I'm not going to spoil it just in case you've seen it, but even when it, when it ends... I'm like, yeah, okay. Amityville Horror and even The Sentinel. There's a little bit of The Sentinel in here. The Sentinel is fantastic. Um, watch those movies instead of spending an hour and 45, actually an hour and 50 minutes on Burnt Offerings. It's nah. Was The Sentinel the one with the guy and his wife that he hated? Uh, no, The Sentinel is about a woman that moves into an apartment building and uh, which is housed to the one of the... Yeah, Oddly enough, one of the Gates of Hell, I believe, which is very similar to a Lucia Fulci movie. Mm. But uh, Sentinel is a classic, classic movie. Very good and very creepy. What the hell is the name of that movie I'm trying to think of then? it was I think it was an Italian flick where the guy absolutely hated his wife and then he was killing girls and it was bringing flashbacks of his childhood. Uh, I'm trying to think how to tell it without giving away the, the ending. Then the wife says, I'll be with you forever, and only other people can see me. And oh, then... that's a Mario Bava movie. Oh, okay. Is that Hatchet what? for a Honeymoon? Yeah. 
dude, that movie's so good. <laughs> oh, that's a damn good movie. Yeah, that's probably that my good. favorite Bava, period. Well, that's cr- that's great. Yeah, I was yeah. Yeah, I actually think you even liked that even better than I did. Oh, that movie was great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, speaking of Hatchet for a Honeymoon, that leads us to my next one, which I'll tell you the score right up front. I'm giving this one an 8.5 out of 10. Ooh. And this is a recent horror release called Honeymoon. Mm. Um, this one made its way onto the roulette. It's gotten plenty of good reviews all around. I'm not going to talk about it too terrible much because even in describing uh, anything about it, uh, it, you attempt giving away stuff. Yep. And I don't That's want right. to do that one bit because I did not know what was going on. Uh, in, it wasn't spoiled for me. And therefore, I was left to make up my own assumptions. I guessed correctly, and I'm, I was so happy I was right, uh, because that was the coolest way to go, in my opinion. Um, but basically, uh, uh, you know nothing, Jon Snow, that woman yes. and her <laughs> husband go on their honeymoon in this cabin in the woods, and then she starts sleepwalking, and all kinds of shenanigans, shenanigans ensue. Uh, if you haven't seen this movie, definitely check it out. Even if you're not a huge horror fan, um, you might even be able to debate its horror stature, but I think it definitely qualifies. There were a couple of full-on body horror moments in that oh, thing that yes. threw me off. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that's happening. And it it was awesome. Oh, good. Oh, I'm so I'm, glad that you liked that movie, because I that was a gem in the rough. That gem in the rough for me on that one. Yep, that was rock-solid stuff there. Yeah, and that's a great example of minimal cast, minimal sets, great story. Yep, great, great. The only thing I would really complain about uh, the script would be a little too much arguing about two-thirds of the way through. Tell me what's going on. No, tell me what's going on. Repeat for ten minutes. It's like, yeah. all right, I got it. Move on, do something else. You know, That got a little irritating, but... Not not a deal breaker. Still yeah. eight and a half. That's a high oh, mark heck, for me. Yeah, so. that's great. Back to you. Okay, next up is Eli Roth produced The Stranger on Netflix. I assumed you watched it. That's why I didn't give it to you on the roulette. Yep. Uh, one star is what I gave this. <laughs> uh, yeah. I will go ahead and delete it. Yep. Yep. It was terrible. Um, 90 minutes that translated into about three hours of boring, meandering nothingness. Uh, uh, was the acting terrible? Yeah. Yes, it was terrible. Um, something about a mopey vampire and I... Um, what else? You know, yeah. I, can't, I can't wait to have Jess on. I'm going to bring this up right away. <laughs> yeah, she likes this movie. <laughs> yes. Um, I hated it. I <laughs> hated it, this movie, and I really wanted to like it because Eli. I, I I am all for Eli Roth, but I man, oh days! I just just was a chore to get through. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the last 10, 15 minutes, I'm like, I started hitting the fast forward just a little bit here and there. I'm like, I I want to be able to say I've watched the whole movie, but I'm mm. like, I I this is a chore to sit through. I. The the villains in this movie, like the the main vampire, is you know one of the he's a, the quote unquote hero type, and then there is these is this, this cop that's a dirty cop and his son, and ah, oh, it's so bad, it's so bad, and I like I can't really say too much about the storyline because it'll give it away, 
Mm-hmm. And I, I, so I don't want to spoil it just in case there's a listener out there or two that may want to check it out for themselves. But um, the dialogue is so poor. It's, so, it's delivered so bad. And some of these actors were in Eli Ross' Green Inferno. And I'm like, why are you using these people? They're not good actors. Mm-hmm. And, they're, and maybe it's just because of their accents that's bothering. That, maybe that's one of the reasons why it bothers me. Because they have Spanish accents. And it's like, have them speak Spanish if they're Spanish-speaking actors because they sound silly trying to speak in broken English. It doesn't work. It, it's not working. Mm-hmm. And good Lord. And I want to, please, let's talk about something else. I hate okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Walking Dead, season five. Uh, we wrapped that up in about a week, as usual. Whenever new season hits Netflix, me and the wife binge watch it. Uh, and it is, it is rock solid. I'm still love. I swear it gets gorier every season. Did you ever watch? Did you YouTube that death I told you about? I have not. I'm sorry. I totally. That's I completely all right. I'll forgot. Send, I'll, I'll try and find it and send you a link because okay. it was. It was. It's like every season they just take it to another level with a couple of the deaths, and some of the gore. And that death was on level with something from Romero's Dawn of the Dead. It was that hardcore. Ooh, nice. It, I mean. They do. Uh, it. I. Uh, I don't even. I don't want to give it away. I don't want to tell you what happens. But I'll try and find a link and send you just that clip. And if not, I'll tell you where to fast forward to on Netflix and just watch that. Uh, I'm not pushing Walking Dead on you because it's a little more drama driven, um, and you don't do TV well. You. Yes, have I have to watch until it's done, and it's like if you do that with this. You will hate it by you know because you'll watch three episodes a day, uh, where we watch one a day and then yeah. <laughs> but we were you know we finished up the season right about when season six was premiering on TV and that's available the day after on AMC.com. So I hooked up my laptop to it and up to the TV and we were watching it the next night the season premiere and with about five ten minutes left it said low battery so I went to plug in the battery and it, my computer went black. And that was it. My motherboard <laughs> was fried. And that's why we've had... I've been... The last 26 hours have been interesting. It has been mad scramble to get a, a computer and get all of our programs put on it so that I can bring you this crap that we're talking about right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, here we are, and Lord knows this... You'll probably never hear this because this computer will burst into flames... And the podcast will never get put up, so <laughs> we're wasting our time anyway. So anyway, oh. Walking Dead thumbs up. The only the only complaint I would have is that in the last four or five episodes, they've started to do something that annoys me, which is ending on a cliffhanger. They're just about to open the door. Credits roll. It's like you guys never did that before. Like every episode kind of wrapped at a good spot and may have given you a tease of what's to come, but it wasn't like, oh, I don't know. There wasn't a conclusion. And a couple of times I felt like. There wasn't a conclusion. Thank God I'm a Netflixer because I can just roll right over and hit play and see it in the first five seconds of the next episode. But still, that's shitty. That yeah, I don't like that either. That's why Netflix is the future, people. Uh, and online streaming services like that, and like take a look at Daredevil. Every episode is complete because they know that you you can just roll right over and hit play on the next one. They don't have to like reel you in to get ratings for next week. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Yep. 
I agree. It All part of the plan that I presented years ago that would be the death of this bullshit cable, and it's working. I love it. <laughs> yep, me too. Oh, me too. Actually, it's funny. My wife and I had a long conversation last night about Netflix and just how things work. And, and we talked about this, about TV shows, because we watched an episode of this Black Mirror, and then uh, we just started talking about that and how I, I said you know that, that Netflix is actually taking over that producing that show. And it just rolled off from there. And it was a great conversation about how that is the future of... of yep. It's where we're going. Yeah. yeah. Look at HBO Go or Now or whatever and uh, Showtime. I mean, they, they're all getting their own apps on these streaming channels because too many people are leaving. Yeah. And why wouldn't they? Cable, you're way too expensive for your product. Yeah. Way. I mean, seriously, at this point, cable and, I, I mean, dare I say Dish and DirecTV... Those are archaic and just a, a thing. I hate to say a thing for older people, but no, it really is. It really is. The only thing that they, uh, well, I mean, see, I'd say the only thing they really have is sports. But even that is going the way of the the buy a year subscription and get every single game. Yeah, um, exactly. I, I did the math one time, and the three sports that I'm kind of interested in would be golf and hockey and football. And I could still buy all of those premium packages and spend less than a year of cable. Oh, and man. That's, and that's revolting, considering that the NFL package is like 300 bucks. The hockey package, I think when I looked into it, was like uh, 70 or 100 bucks. And there, I don't think there is a golf package, but you know, a lot of those events, they stream for free on abc.com, cbs.com, you know, whatever site is hosting it. There are many times where I hook the laptop up to the TV and just watch uh, for free that way. Um, yeah. But for free. For free. Uh, but uh, you look at those numbers all rolled into one, and it still is less than a year of cable. And that's just revolting, considering that with Netflix and going the cutting the cord route, you don't have any freaking commercials unless you do Hulu. I was shocked to discover that. Do, do you, you don't do Hulu? No, uh-uh. Do you know that when you subscribe to Hulu for that seven ninety nine a month or whatever, you still have commercials in your shows? Oh, are you kidding me? I, I was like, there, you got it. You're out of your mind. When we were watching that one episode of Walking Dead that murdered my laptop, um, every five minutes it was commercials. And since it's streaming, they can always show certain commercials. Uh, and because there's uh, some kind of deal with the rights and who you have to pay for doing the voice work and whatever, um, so they show the same commercials over and over and over. Like if you watch Crackle. There's a commercial yeah. break every five or ten minutes, and it's the same commercial sometimes three times in a row. Well, you know what? I don't care about that because when I'm watching Crackle, because Crackle's free. You know, if you're watching Hulu and paying eight bucks a month, and then they start putting commercials in, yeah, bag that. Yeah, I'm I agree. out. Forget that. And there, yeah. there are these fake internet rumors every now and then that Netflix is going to start putting commercials in. I don't think that'll ever happen. And Netflix, if you're listening, if you ever do that, you're hosed. Like, yeah. people will flee from you, because uh, I hate commercials. Yeah. It, I'll go right back to, you know, I spent years without Netflix and not without commercials and just watched my DVDs at home, no TV or nothing. All I watched was movies. I can go right back to that, bitches. Yeah. That won't bother me a bit. Yeah. I can only watch so many Slim Jim or Jeep Grand Cherokee commercials. I'm like, come on. Yeah, that's it's horrible. But I'm right there with you as far as, like like, the free channels. That do those, do those. Yeah, I have no problem with that. Hey, it's free. I get it. I understand. Shout Factory does it, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm like, 
yeah, this is what it is. I'm not paying anything for this. Even, and even with the Crackle one, it was a little bit annoying. And now the AMC that we watched the other night, the, those commercials were really tight together, which was irritating, but they did the worst sin of all, which is the commercial... Uh, the the ad volume was twice what the TV volume oh, was. Oh, that sucks! So every time you're scrambling for the remote to hit mute because it's screaming loud when it gets to the ad, and it's like it was so bad it was like, oh, we, this will never happen again. We're never doing. I I don't want to wait week to week to watch the episodes and yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, back to you. What? Okay, so now at this point, my question is, uh, I am now in House by the Cemetery and Zombie. We've already talked about those. Uh, do I hit on those again? Because that's next you, on my list. I mean, if you want to. That's up to you. Okay. Because uh, we've pretty much if, talked about If you everything. have anything to add, you can throw it in there. You know what? Instead of talking about the movies, I'm just going to plug the next two movies at the Nightlight coming up this weekend. House by the Cemetery and Zombie were fantastic at the Nightlight. Uh, turnout was was decent for House by the Cemetery, better for Zombie, and I'm hoping the same applies for uh, for the next two this coming weekend. Please, if you're listening to the show, come on out. I know it's late, but it's so much fun, and the theater is great, and the staff is great, and it's just a fun time. And you might you might win a Blu-ray, so yeah. come on out. But it has uh, been a total blast. I, I, yeah, it's been so much fun. Yeah, and being there tonight again, I'm like the place is just so cool and. Uh, uh, it's just it's just fun, yeah, uh, yeah. but but House by the Cemetery I've seen it numerous times and it still holds up. It's it's my least of the and I actually talked about this earlier today on my uh, Cinema Soft Underbelly. I really dove into Four Nights of Fulci and then a couple other Soft Underbelly things. But um, House by the Cemetery is probably the least of the golden era of Fulci, which is the late seventies, early eighties, uh, and that includes. Uh, it starts with Zombie, and then um, City of the Living Dead, Beyond, House by the Cemetery, and then wrapping it up with uh, New York Ripper. Those five movies are probably, the, in my opinion, the best made, and they all very much feel similar in tone. Even the New York Ripper, which does, that's a slasher movie, it still just feels a part of those almost. The, his stuff before then some great movies before that but they don't quite feel like these and then everything after takes a serious dip in quality uh so there's just this certain time frame like of about four years where i have i think that he had a lot of the same crew same special effects artists uh some even some actors the same writers and they all kind of feel a part of this universe and i love that mm -hmm. Uh, but House by the Cemetery is really good. Zombie is my favorite. That's my favorite zombie movie of all time. Um, the island setting is fantastic. The gore is off the charts. The slow buildup works for this, uh, making the last half hour just so incredibly brutal. And um, it, the abrupt ending is also great with New York City. I, I love it. I love Zombie. And same with House by the Cemetery. Great movie. Awesome. I've talked about these movies so much on my own show yeah, and this fine. show. I'm like, eh. It's all good. You don't have to. That's fine. Uh, okay, next up for me is Dark Skies. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. We'll get into this one. Okay. We were hashing it out a little bit on, on Facebook, but... Yeah. <laughs> remember, yep. you only get me on sound bites on Facebook. It's only little tiny tweets 
<laughs> yeah, no, um, I got it. Yes, I definitely had some complaints with this movie. I, well, oh, what am I going to end up scoring it? I probably about a five and a half, maybe a six. I'll give it a passing thumbs up. Um, but why? Why is it that some people just feel to make every character in your movie an asshole or an idiot? Like, I I hated the family. I hated them. So when bad things start happening to them, I I'm just like, eh screw you i don't care uh, you know and that's like even if i'm like oh that was that was creepy that was a good scare or that was a good twist then the next scene the mom and dad are screaming at each other about nothing you know just arguing like you know a bad relationship arguing which you know that happens but why am i watching this what do i need to see this for what does it have to do with anything um but that was less egregious than than the stupidity and Carrie Russell's character was just so stupid for them first couple events. Okay, so somebody breaks into your house, or you think somebody breaks into your house, you come downstairs in the morning, and somebody got into your fridge and shredded all of your food and left a trail out the open door. <laughs> and you're in, what, you, what you do is go, huh, must have been an animal. And you just clean it up and go on about your day. Like, are you an idiot? Because um, that's I mean, not really how what, what happened if an animal really did that you know and you live in the middle of suburbia um a raccoon's not going to open your door then open your fridge door and i don't i was just like okay whatever maybe they're just dumb but then a few scenes later they come i'm not spoiling anything they come down to the she comes down again to the kitchen and all of these cans and jars and boxes are perfectly balanced all the way to the ceiling like 12 towers of jenga on tippy edges that impossibly balanced and somehow are dangling with crystals or some shit so that they're making these crazy designs on the ceiling that look like symbol designs of some sort and then oh my gosh it's horrifying this is crazy and i'm like wow that's creepy that's awesome and then cut to the next scene where apparently eh, she just she just packed everything up and put it away back in the cupboard and didn't tell anybody and we're going on about her day like what what? Like, we're not going to talk about this? We're not going to talk to anybody about this? We're not going to call the cops or nothing? Uh, no? A door's open again? Oh, I... Probably that raccoon snuck in and stacked all our kitchen shit up on a perfect... Impossibly perfect angles. Uh, it's fine. It's just... <laughs> but like, 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 that kind of stuff, I'm like, what is wrong with you? Um, nah. Anyway, my, you know, I had a couple of people on that thread that were like, but J.K. Simmons was so awesome in that movie. He was great and he was likable. He had one scene. He was in one scene of that movie. The only other scene that he was in, he was cutting out a newspaper clipping and hung it on the wall. That was it. He didn't do anything. Um, the scene that he was in, he was great in. Yeah, sure, but it's like 10 minutes of the movie. I, <laughs> I, I just don't see how you can forgive all the faults for that because that guy. And then the guy, like the, the dad, he was a dick and an idiot. He did so many stupid things where he just, I'm going to just walk up and start beating up this 15-year-old kid. It's like, uh, you can't have a conversation. You can't say, you can't talk to him first and feel him out a little bit. No, you're just like, hey, I'm going to go throw you down. It just, <laughs> it was like, everybody was so reactionary and it just, it was not written very well. Now, the, obviously, it's no surprise or uh, no, not giving away, this is about aliens. Yeah. Uh, but... 
all the alien stuff was good. I liked all of that. That was all very interesting. Um, and, I mean, that's about it, man. I'm, I'm not going to give this one huge thumbs up. It, it, I give it a passing thumbs I didn't hate the movie. It just, why do you have to make every character unlikable? It, it, and all of the reasons they did that, there was no reason for it. There was no reason to make those characters so unlikable. You could have had them perfectly likable, and it was great they all came together in the end, but you could have had them yeah. likable throughout the movie, and it wouldn't have you would have felt more for them. Like Poltergeist, you know what I mean? They, yeah. They could have been a family unit leading up to that, and it would have made it stronger and better, and you would have cared more for the characters if it was everybody wasn't biting each other's head off and arguing all the time. That just bothers. That just annoys me when they're arguing all the time. Yeah. And, and they do, and they do that in that movie. I actually like that movie. First time I watched it, I'm like, what you're talking about right there is the reason why the first time I watched it, I'm like, eh. But then I watched it again and knowing, okay, that just everybody seems to hate everybody else in this movie and they're always bickering. Just set that aside and deal with the alien stuff. I think the alien stuff was done very good. And no problem with any of that. Creeped me out. Uh, but it, yeah, that's the, now Carrie Russell's character. I don't. I liked her. I thought that she was okay, and I like her character didn't bother me. The guy, the dad, he did. He was the dunce that refused to believe anything, even though it's smacking you right in the face. He's the, you know. I completely agree. And Carrie's Russell, uh, Carrie Russell's character in the second half didn't bother me at all. Uh, it was yeah. just that first couple instances where I was like, "Oh my God, you're an idiot." <laughs> I mean, I, maybe I'm, I've watched too many movies, but I'm sorry if my door's open and obviously somebody's come in the house, I would call the cops. I have called the cops for less. That's what they're there for. You yeah. file a report, that way if the next day you're all dead, they know, okay, something is afoot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but not them. Raccoon. You know, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> and I totally agree. The dad... What an idiot. Even yes. when he starts to come around and agree, there was still a couple... Then they go to meet the guy. Yeah, um, then he was like, oh, Jay, and, then, is... and, and then he said a couple of things that were dead on, and, he, and the dad was like, <laughs> like, you idiot. Yeah. And it, you're you're a crackpot. And it was like, well, after what you saw... Again, maybe we've just seen too many movies where if we see that shit, we're like, I, I'm I'm over here in the corner with my plate of mashed potatoes going, this means something. <laughs> <laughs> but not these idiots. Uh, anyway. Yep. Okay. Um, I got one more, so go ahead and do everything but one. Everything but one. Um, so the, um, so as far as horror movies, just so I know, after this we can't talk any more horror movies then? Yeah, then we'll just be into regular movies. Damn it. How many do you got I, left? Uh, one, two, three, uh, four counting Good Night Mommy. Is that a horror movie? I don't know anything about that one. Is it? Um, you know what? Um, if that's I'm going to talk. If that's is the that's the last one you have then of, of all this. Yes. Because you've got nothing but horror. Yeah. I've only got one non-horror, so we'll just. We'll, I'll tell you what. Do everything but Good Night, Mommy, and then we'll go from there. Okay. So, uh, gonna hit on uh, the Bloodlands. Uh. Oh, this uh, one, was one of last week's roulettes. Yeah, one and a half stars. Um, <laughs> it's just another Netflix cheapie. Um, uh, some people can take 
it's it's there's a, a recipe for these types of movies. Two or three actors and one location. It's a stage play, basically. Mm-hmm. Two or three actors, one location, and you have something happen that they have to overcome. There is your movie. And that's the Bloodlands. It's an annoying couple. If you think the the couple in in uh, Dark, Skies. Dark Skies was bad, you haven't watched the Bloodlands. I'm good. I just I, 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 a despicable couple uh, that moves into this countryside uh, cottage deal, whatever, in somewhere in either Scotland or. Uh, well, you don't have to break it down if you hated it. I don't care. No, okay. Well, basically, this is uh, them crossed with. Uh, the uh, uh, the movie that it's so it's it's a damn good movie, scary movie. Um, uh, Liv Taylor's in it. The Strangers. Yes, The Strangers. The mm. Strangers. So them crossed with the Strangers and not good and not scary at all mm. is the Bloodlands. It's okay. them, It's home invasion movie. Uh, it's funny how you can take something that's so simple. That and, and these those types of movies are pretty scary. Them was scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, those home invasion movies can work, and they they went out of their way to make this movie not scary. Like the even the music beats made it not scary. I'm like, oh okay, well the music here is a certain way to where I'm like I know something's gonna happen or, and I, this is from a, even a jaded horror fan like myself. If I had never seen a horror movies, th- this would not have been scary. <laughs> If I'd never seen a horror movies. Um, yeah. Nah. <laughs> I know you're fine. You're fine. Okay. I got uh, you. Bloodlands yeah. sucks. I, I don't need to an in depth analysis. Anyway, I, it's uh, another I, Netflix I, one. What's <laughs> what do you got next? Uh next up is now finally a positive. Okay. The the final girls. Which oh. I posted on Facebook that I was gonna watch this. I had heard good things about this movie. And rightly so. Uh this was a really, really good movie. And in fact, my wife watched this movie with me. Is this a horror movie? It is. It is a horror movie, actually. Okay. What's it about? PG-13. Thir- PG mm-hmm. uh, it is about... Uh, this is borderline gem in the rough, and there's only one major issue I have with the movie. And uh, I would imagine that you would have the same issue that I did, because you've watched enough of these movies mm-hmm. that you'd probably think the same. And I'll, I'll get this out of the way right now. It's PG-13. And it should be R. Everything about it screams, I should be R-rated, but I'm not. Uh, and it, It's a comedy horror movie, but it's not a... Um, it, it's, it's not a wacky, zany comedy horror movie. It's like sly humor. Okay. Um, but the story itself is ingenious to the point where it's almost fantasy science fiction... Mixed with horror, and I, I, I thought it was brilliant, brilliant. And um, I don't, it's another one of those where it's hard to talk about the story without giving things away. But a girl, uh, she, uh, I, her, her name escapes me, but she's in, I think, every single episode, every single season of American Horror Story. Uh, young girl. I have seen one episode of that show, so I don't know. Okay, well, anyway, she, so she's in this movie, um, but her mom dies. And uh, there's a her mom was a a, a scream queen, mm. and so there was a big there's a big movie night at the local theater, and everybody goes to watch her movie, and theater catches on fire, 
I, I don't want to okay, give much don't, away. Because I've heard other um, good reviews of this movie, and so I'm looking forward to watching it, and I know almost nothing yeah. about it. Okay, so at that point, just things take a very odd turn. But this is a true love letter to the 80s slasher movie, and it works so well. It works so well, and especially my wife, who hates horror movies, uh, she enjoyed it. She was like, that was pretty good. Nice. Especially as a slasher movie too, but it, it and it's it's not just funny and uh, and well made, but it actually is very heartfelt to where it's like there's a, an emotional core to this movie, which is odd to say for a movie called The Final Girls that is a slasher send up, right. but it really works. And there's I cannot imagine, I cannot imagine you would not like this. Now, movie. if even, even Joni likes it, then I, that's a good bet. Yeah, especially for the for the 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 way they take this movie, it's really mm. good. Cool. So I'll, anyway, let me jump in here with my last one, and then you can wrap up your horrorthon for the month. I'll throw a little tag on for recently watched. Um, Twixt. This has oh. been on the roulette back and forth. Uh, I almost threw that your way, yeah. by the way. Uh, well, I watched half of it. This is with Val Kilmer, and this is. Uh, I want to say Brian De Palma. This is not Brian De Palma. It's, uh... Do you remember who directed this? Francis Ford yes. Coppola? Coppola, thank you. Um, Coppola, over the last few years, has, has been very vocal about wanting to do smaller, uh, character-driven, his stories. And you know what? I'm all for that. This one feels like uh, a stage play. And you use that term uh, a couple reviews ago as a negative. I'm using it as a positive. Um... It just wasn't for me. Let's put it that way. Uh, very kind of artsy fartsy, and uh, and some of that stuff really worked. But when I and uh-huh. I actually really like those movies that you could tell would be a play. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, and uh, what was the uh, I can't remember what it's called with Christopher Reeve, the cubed squared whatever. I I can't remember what that one was called. It was a murder mystery kind of thing, all set in a house. It was that one was very good. Noises Off is one of my, I love that movie. That's one of the funniest movies ever made. Might even make my top ten comedies ever. Um, wow! And that was a, originally a stage play. Michael Caine is in it. It's it's a brilliant film. So I really enjoy that kind of thing. And this could have been a stage play. Um, the effects are very kind of cool. Uh, very weird as they move from scene to scene. Um, but overall, I just by the halfway mark, I was like, I'm kind of done, man. I'd rather be watching something else. Uh, it's just weird and meandering, and I kind of get where this is already going, and Ellie Fanning, and you're kind of a vampire. Maybe not, and... Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> um, it's up to you if you want to give me a half point on that one. But I am gonna make a review file for it as a no score. Yeah, no, I think you should count okay. that. I think that's that's worthy of a count. Well, that yep. wraps up my October horrorthon, which brings my total for the month to five point, no, ten point five. Sorry, for the week it would be five point five. Grand total ten point five, which this is the thirteenth, which means I'm a couple behind, but I think I can still catch up. I'm not so far behind that I, it's a lost cause. Uh, go ahead and finish up your horrorthon segment. Okay, my my last one is House of Long Shadows, a canon movie. 
uh, starring Christopher Lee, Vincent Price, uh, Peter Cushing, and David Carradine. This is a canon movie? Yes. Wow. That sounds like yes, a Hammer movie. From, yes, from, uh, it does. Uh, and it plays like a Hammer movie from 1983. And that was what they were going for, in, in my opinion. Did I say David Carradine? Is he... Which is the David uh, Carradine? Not the or John Carradine. John Carradine. John Carradine, and John David Carradine is the older one that I don't really know much of. David Carradine is uh, Kill yeah. Bill. Okay, it's okay. John Carradine. Those are four legends. Yes, all in this movie. Um, it's too. The movie is too long. Uh, having said that, it's still a fun time seeing all four of these guys in this big haunted, not haunted, but creepy mansion, and there may or may not be a killer on the loose, and it's just a fun, it's PG, so it's it's nothing out there as far as, you know, right. violence or anything, but it's well-made, well-acted, and uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Okay. So it, it's kind of one of those whodunit type of things. There's a writer in the house trying to write a story, and all these weird characters that you're like, why are you here? No, why are you here? No, we live here. And it's yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is a horror. Okay. Yes, it so is. What, somebody dies or something. There is. Okay. Oh yes. Yep. It's a horror. Just movie. Just make it sure. Yep. But it's, it gets a thumbs up, especially with that cast, man. Anytime Christopher Lee pops up on screen, he can take the worst script, the worst movie, and immediately it, it's it's elevated. And I like Peter Cushing, and I like Vincent Price, but something about Peter Cushing, or uh, something something about Christopher Lee, elevates a movie, and he does. I agree. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to look up this Christopher Reeve movie that I was talking about earlier. Actually, he was in Noises Off as well. If you haven't seen that movie, dude, you need to. Oh, that's so good. Death Trap. That was the name. Yes. Death Trap. Yeah, I have never seen that movie. That was pretty good, and that, mostly because it was directed by, if I'm not only, Sidney Lumet. Thank you. Oh. That was pretty good, but it wasn't as good as uh, Noises Off. But Noises Off is so funny. Oh my gosh, that movie is hysterical. And uh, one of the main guys in it is uh, the non balky character from Perfect Strangers. <laughs> the oh, other wow. guy. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So funny, dude. That movie rules hard. Okay, well, do you have any more for October Horrorathon? No. That brings your count to nine for this week and 15 overall. So you are ahead to, uh, ahead of schedule. No surprise for our of course. horror meister. That's okay. I will catch up. I'm determined to make my goal. Hopefully with no more computer problems, I can do it, but... Well, and Black Mirror has slowed me down a little That's bit. That's okay. So, you can do with a little... You're yeah. ahead. You can just back off a little bit. Yeah. It's just Start chill watching a some bit. more yep. Disney movies. Okay. Hey. With that, let's move into Recently <laughs> Watched. I have one... Um, okay. One non-horror-related uh, entry, and that is Narcos Season 1, another, another Netflix original uh, about Pablo Escobar and his rise to power and et cetera, et cetera. Um... And I can't really say anything that hasn't been said before. It's it's awesome. It was a very good watch. I feel like it dipped a little bit towards the uh, two-thirds of the way through the season. There were a couple episodes where it went, yeah, a little bit. But uh, it picked right back up for the last few. And it's 
just mind-blowing what that guy got away with and the stranglehold he had on the Colombian government um, and how the people love him because he was their Robin Hood and was given back to the... It's crazy. Uh, I definitely recommend checking it out. As other people have said before me, the weakest part of it is the cop side because there's kind of like the cop side and the drug dealer side. The cop side, the main guy, it's kind of weak. Uh, but... You just got to kind of roll with him because he's a means to an end. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. He, he just doesn't quite, you know, at that time, everybody has these mustaches and he just looks like a today actor with a seventies mustache or an eighties mustache. And you're like, and eh, not so much on him, <laughs> but, oh, I, it wasn't a deal breaker kind of situation. So it, it still worked. Okay. And overall the, the series was quite good. I actually thought that, this was going to be kind of a contained series, but it ends, it ain't over. There, there, so there's going to be another season. It's getting huge marks across the board from everybody. I count this as another Netflix original win, and I uh, would definitely wow. recommend you check it out. Um, it's good stuff. Um, that's going to be it for Recently Watched. Do you have anything else you want to add for this episode? Um, yeah, I did want to talk about Goodnight Mommy oh, a little bit. Was that another horror movie? Because I hit... It is. I've, I I hinted on it on Facebook. I feel like I should uh, be talking no, about ahead, it a little bit. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Tear into it. But if it's another... I just want to keep score for our October Horrorthon. If, is this a horror yeah. movie? Damn it. Okay, go ahead and do your review and I'll decide. Um, uh, okay. Shit. <laughs> go ahead. I'll, I'll look it up here. Go ahead. Uh, two boys uh, are in a house trapped with their... Is she their mom? Is she not their mom? Because her face is all bandaged up. Crazy woman. Mm. And they go to great lengths to try to determine if she actually is their mother. And very slow-paced movie. <laughs> Well-acted. Well-directed. But slow. Could have had 15 to 20 minutes easily cut out of the movie. Were you creeped out at any but point? Um, I mean, I, I, IMDb I, says horror thriller. Yeah. This is a psychological thriller with a couple horror beats towards the end. Yeah, you ain't convincing um, me on the horror front. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I talked to my friend Jess at the theater afterwards, and we both kind of had the same, the same uh, review on the movie where... We knew the twist pretty much immediately, and you will too. Because uh, trust me, if I can pick out a twist, you can pick out the twist even faster than I can. I already you got always an idea. are able to. And that's all right. <laughs> yeah, and watching it, I'm like, well, and I'm like, I'm sitting there. About first, I'm. We're talking probably the first five, maybe ten minutes of the movie. I'm like, okay, I'm surely that's not it, right? No, that that was it. That's, yeah, we'll we'll talk okay. after the show and we'll see. Okay, <laughs> I already have an idea. But... Yeah, but th there was a couple, especially towards the end. It gets it gets pretty intense towards the end. But even then, at that point, I, I'm jaded. Yeah. It's like, oh, geez, you could have got here. This would have made a fantastic short movie. I've said that so many times on different. Well, that's so true movies. with the, with the crappy Netflix horror movies. That yeah. yeah. Uh, but this is very, like I said before, this is very well made. 
but it's almost too methodical in its pacing. Or it's like, okay, we we get it. Everybody's weird in the movie, <laughs> and the mom's weird, and the boys. Uh, I want to say yeah. too much, but it's like, let's go. And then the end happens. Like, okay, that was cool. I liked that. It will get a very mild thumbs up. Mild. If I would watch it again, I would go in with the mindset that I am watching a drama thriller with a couple of uneasy scenes towards the end. The trailer, by the way, uh, makes it look to be something it is completely not. It is not a full-on horror movie like the trailer makes it out to be. Okay. So That sounds... Anyway. Sounds like... Oh, I haven't watched the trailer, so I don't know. I can... <laughs> um, no, the trailer's great. It's a great trailer. And it's creepy. And it's like, oh, that's going to be great. But it's... They showed a lot of the good parts... And the suspenseful parts in the movie versus the long, thoughtful, thinking, talking, contemplating <laughs> moments of the movie. Uh, that's a thing that exists. That's a thing yep. that exists. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, and with that, I think anything else you want to add, we're going to wrap this up. Yeah, okay. that's it. Uh, please don't forget about Four Nights of Fulci. We still have two more movies to complete the series, and that is uh, City of the Living Dead on October 16th and The Beyond on October 17th. I absolutely cannot wait to watch that movie that loud on that screen. That's going to kick yep. ass. Um, so looking forward to that. Me too. Um, uh, as always, you can get a hold of us at MovieFreaksPod at Yahoo.com. Please visit our friends Cinema Sidekicks and Cinema Soft Underbelly, both on iTunes. And that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, I have no joke. Uh, hopefully this episode makes it to the internet before my computer bursts into flames and uh, the whole internet goes up. Sorry, my bad. Don't know how to use computers. As somehow we're fourth flagged because wait a yeah. minute. <laughs> Eric's computer is not warning. right. We need to kick them off. Computer's working. Computer's working. Alarm, alarm. <laughs> and iTunes <Yeah>. fires us. <laughs> All right. I'm Eric Martin. I'm Eugene Weaver. Bye. Bye.